Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get you. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my most power, earth you with features. Neither listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there Ninjas! So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comic facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. Mashko. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Oh, that was a surprise voice. And before I say who that was, there was Mauer. Beep you. You guys oh, got God. 29 minutes left That's, to fit this show in. Let's keep it moving. And then, triumphantly returning features. Hello, internets. And you guys ah, should be aware so we good. did make him put so a shirt good. on. So good. Welcome to they, the Saturday, fr Friday. <laughs> yes, that's true. Sat Friday. Welcome to the Friday show if you're new around here. Hey, hey, hey. It's the Friday show. I'm trying to keep us on time because we got we Mauer's cutting us off in 30 minutes because we keep saying it's going to be a 30 minute show and it never is. So welcome to the Friday show. If you're new around here, that's where we don't talk about the news. The new news. Uh, although <laughs> technically this is new news, uh, what what uh, what today we teased on Wednesday is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Let's go Wait, ahead. This and isn't it. a Darkwing Duck show. No. Let's get dangerous. <laughs> No? No. All right. All right. <laughs> We're no, moving no. on. There's plenty of things to talk about with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Let's not play around. Let's get into it. Round Robin, what did you think, gentlemen? Starting with features. Ooh, okay, features. so... Um, 60, seconds. 60 seconds. Okay, here we go. So, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, dope show. I think uh, a lot was compressed into six episodes, which that made me unhappy, but very happy how it all ended up playing out. A lot of surprises, twists that eh, was I uh, like not that they were totally readable, but you know, when it comes down to it, she goes, Okay, all right, I can see that. But um great show. Great show. Well put together, uh, well paced. Um Yeah, I don't I don't have too right. many complaints I about I, it. I don't I don't think he needs his full sixty seconds. Nope. <laughs> all right, Moshko. Sixty seconds. Name that tune in three seconds. Um, how many seconds? You got 60. Go. Ah, I have 45 now. Uh, I, can I, I kick it? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> but I can't talk about this show. Um, yeah, I, I almost want to say I need more time, but I don't need more time because it wasn't, uh, it was too short. Like, like you said, definitely too short. Needed more. Needed more Zemo. We'll probably get into that because I found him to be the bright spot of the show. Um, I feel like it's more so a bridge to get to the next point. You know, there was a lot packed into it, and for that, it was okay. Um, not as good as Wandavision though. Next, all right, Menti, you want me to go or do you want to go? <laughs> you go ahead. Go ahead. Um, too many cooks, too many storylines, not enough episodes, uh, which made it more predictable in the end because you had so many things introduced that you knew there had to be a twist with something and. It just 
got almost to the finish line in a bunch of different places and never crossed over, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I I loved it. We'll just start with that. Uh, I, no. I I have qualms and I have issues with it, but then none of them were were big enough for me not to enjoy it. Uh, I think the biggest problem is is pacing, as everyone else said. It needed more episodes to truly flesh out what it was trying to do because it had a bad habit of telling you instead of showing you. It had a very bad habit of just saying refugees are doing this. It's like okay, just give us a shot of the refugees or something. Just more make- episodes or less storylines. No, the storylines <laughs> all came together nicely. The problem is 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 it just. It got to a point, like, for example, big ex- big prime example, Power Broker. The Power Broker, it got to a point where they kept mentioning the Power Broker. And for people who research this stuff, we already knew there was only going to be one cameo. So once uh, once uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus came in, you were like, all right, well, then I guess it's Agent Carter. <laughs> I guess I guess that's the... You guys didn't realize it was her before that? Was that? I did. Well, you... Yeah, but you when might, they but- showed her with all the, like, the money and, like, the power she had, <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like you're calling somebody a power broker and then show all of this power she's amassed hiding from the U.S. government. Like, it, it was right on the nose. And she's um, not carrying a phone from a company that I won't name. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. That's, that's the telltale of uh, the evil that's, people in the room. That's because pretty funny. you're not allowed. Yep. Um, no, I, they were pretty heavy handed with, with that twist, but there was always the possibility until they, until we found out that there was only one cameo. Like to me, that was the nail in the coffin because you could, you can speculate, maybe it's somebody else. Maybe they're going to introduce a new character, but then when all the news kind of came out around it as well at the same time, that kind of hurt it. Uh, but in general, I have, I I thought Bucky's story was phenomenal. I really loved Bucky's arc. Uh, Happy Bucky at the end was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Uh, when him smiling and playing with the kids and stuff is not something that, you know, it's something that Bucky never really got that everyone else did is a happy ending. The biggest detail that they did to the Bucky story arc, and I'm not sure if everybody caught it, was him walking around with the jacket and not having the glove on. Oh, yeah, by the end? By the end, with him not having the glove on that little thing, or when he was sleeping on the sofa versus sleeping on the floor. Like, Mm -hmm. those two moments, to me, were payoff for Bucky. Um, I just... I wanted more from all the other storyline. Like, the first episode, I almost feel... You could have condensed that. And we said this before when we talked about it. Condensed that because that storyline could have still been told without that episode with other parts of it. It didn't have to be as in deep in that and then go shallow on other things. Like, I just feel like they went deep into areas of the storyline that they could have gotten away with going less deeply and then went well, real shallow on other things that we really would have enjoyed seeing more rather than be told what they're doing. Like, Batroc felt like he was just thrown in there and then killed mm-hmm. spoiler alert well that's why but also part of why you needed that first episode that first episode gave you that uh reason for batrock to be at the end and for him to be essentially new captain america's first nemesis so that that opening scene was still important i mean you're right it the first first episode has pacing issues because it's not that exciting it, it's got some really cool visuals right away but it it is rather slow although uh, B- Bucky on a date I just love like there's but so taking many the first moments. two episodes and c- pushing them together and cutting out some of those slower parts we still could have had all the things that we needed and another episode I'm looking at like okay we have six episodes let's get them filled with as much as possible 
Well, they were. They were filled with a whole bunch because, again, as you pointed out, as we've all pointed out, there was so many storylines going on. I mean, not only did we have uh, Falcon's boat, we had Bucky's Bucky's redeeming himself. We had Elijah Bradley. We had uh, uh, excuse me, um, Isaiah, because well, it was Elijah Red Redferson Redson Redson. What was the dude who played? Well, Eli? Eli's is yeah, Eli Bradley Eli? too? Yeah. Anyway, um, what else do we have? We had U.S. Agent. His whole storyline. We had the Flag Smasher storyline. We had Zemo's storyline. And then we had Sharon Carter's storyline. They packed a whole lot into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they all served a purpose. And they all coalesced somewhat nicely at the end. The problem is, is they just told me to care about people instead of giving me reasons to care about people. Like the whole time saying that the Flag Smashers, like this misguided teen who's doing very terroristic things is hard for me to see you as a good person just because you gave one good speech. You also threatened children. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, and that's where I mean, where I wanted to see more, like if you cut some of the stuff out and then dedicated a whole episode to showing both sides of the flag smashers, mm-hmm. like show me more of that show the people getting kicked out and show them actually doing good for people more than that. Just one scene where we see that one little community. Speech. Yeah, she gives yeah. a speech, and you're like, that speech isn't enough. The speech so, isn't enough for me to be completely complicit. completely connected to Flag yeah. Smasher. Go ahead. Like, the first episode's boat storyline could have been cut down to very, very little to give more for the Flag uh, Smasher setup. Or just give it another episode. But what, yeah. what were you going to say, Feech? Well, no, I was saying her speech didn't allow you to feel complicit in the actions of, like, I think that you were supposed to, like, kind of want to feel for her side or her campaign if you will and you can almost do that until to a certain point where you see her becoming exactly what Zemo was was basically saying like you know super soldiers are they're going to be problematic no matter what yeah honestly I felt like they were just used as a way to tie in um the Bradley Eli Captain America story and Zemo story it was just used as a way to kind of bridge everyone together because I mean those were both the meat that both those storylines were the key storylines of the show as mm-hmm. I mean other than getting a backstory on Falcon and, and Winter now Soldier. that you said that because I'd always I thought about uh Isaiah Bradley's story in the whole show and I felt like uh it was it was cool like having that that information put out there and then but it it just kind of fell flat because you didn't really, I don't think we got a chance to learn as much as we possibly could. They, they treated him realistically, story-wise, in the show the same way they treated him in the show. It's like, oh yeah, this is, uh, this is Isaiah. He was Cap a long time ago. Moving on. Well, that's why I think <laughs> cut his story out of Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV mm-hmm. show and have his reaction when you know you first see Falcon Cap in the MCU and then really dive into it. Like having him be a part of a big movie storyline and tell that same story, but as Falcon already cap and that kind of facing each other, I think it might've even had more punch to it for him really having this vitriol hatred towards uh, Sam and then coming around Yeah, and it would have freed up more time for all the other storylines. That's the one storyline I wouldn't cut. I'd cut Zemo before I'd cut that. I love Zemo too, but I'd cut that before. Uh, go ahead. I, I don't quite remember. Maybe you can, you wasn't, was the, this was supposed to come out before WandaVision. 
Yes. Yes. This is supposed okay. to be the first of their shows. So last my year. Yeah, so my thought on that is they didn't really know what they were going to really do yet with the TV content. So they were just trying to make okay, let's we were this is where we were. This is where we need to go. Let's get at least this part of the, you know, stuff in motion so we can get to the next point. And then, you know, they then did a really good, you know, story with WandaVision. But I, I'm, there's so much more that they need to un, you know, unpack. unpack. And, Contessa yeah. wasn't supposed to be introduced in this. Right. He was supposed to be introduced in Black Widow. Really? But because this is coming out before Black Widow, yeah. they had to introduce her here. Like well, I, feel, I almost Black Widow fits wherever the hell you want Black Widow to fit. Black Widow does not affect the MCU's timeline. But much. even uh, Louise Dreyfus said they had to change her plans to fit her into this because originally she was supposed to be filming well, and appearing in Black Widow. Remember, there's rumor. I mean, this is unsubstantiated, so I can't guarantee you this is true. But there was rumor that there was a storyline cut out with vaccines because it just mirrored too much to what was going on. Uh, so there, there's possibility that this was even longer or more convoluted than uh, than the amount of storylines that we currently have. But the, the the thing is, is that I didn't at the end of all of it, because you're right, there's a whole lot of things going on. But at no point did I feel like things didn't get wrapped up. I just don't think things had enough time. But that's not mm -hmm. enough for me to say it was bad. Go ahead. One Fitch. thing that didn't get wrapped up is the only thing that I'm still left wondering why and, or, and what what's going on. Is Steve Rogers on the moon? <laughs> Where is old man Steve? That's what I want to know. He's dead. He can't be dead. Did old man Steve die? No, he's, he's dead. not dead. He's not dead. He is 100% in that ground worm food right now. He's when did, when did was it said that he was dead? He's gone. He's gone doesn't mean he's, he's dead. He's on the moon. Somehow, some way. He's I'm on the pretty he's, sure. He's, how funny would it be? How funny would it be if we get we get another watcher scene? <laughs> and so there's them, old man Steve on the moon. <laughs> them using that joke in the first and last episode was funny. You know, because well, you do you even know where that connects to? You know what they're referring to? I feel like you wouldn't because it's a no. video game that's connected to the Avengers Sony video game. Because Cap is held captive on the moon. That's part of the story. Oh, really? Of where Cap was, he was on the moon. He was on a base on the moon. <laughs> So every yeah. so that that connects to the Avengers game, but they did it in the first and then the last, like him passing by, being like, "Wait, I thought Cap was on the moon." Like it was funny, but Cap's dead. I, mean, I don't know about that. D e a d dead. We didn't see. Well, you haven't seen a body. <laughs> last time we saw him, he was breathing, moving around. He was handing people shields. <laughs> D e d dead. D e d. <laughs> D -E -D. All right. They did, um, a, they did a lot of good little callbacks. Like I loved Black Falcon. Uh, Black when everyone Fal kept calling him Black Falcon. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm black. All right, yeah. man. <laughs> All right, black. What do you say to the little kid? Uh, <laughs> what part? When, the, the, when that's he's what he talking to kids, of getting why? Because I'm black. That's what that was. This, that's what he's talking about. <laughs> but no. Then he's like, oh, "What am I supposed to call you?" Or he said something like that. Well, he said, just, "Oh, you see, you you'll be black kid." Then he's like. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I didn't like Falcon's suit. It didn't it's as accurate as it was to the comic. It mm. didn't translate well to real life. Really? Mm. I feel the white was too white. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the materials did like it didn't look as military or like functional as the cap suit looked very functional and everything because it wouldn't be it would be falcon suit and falcon suit is more aerodynamic 
That's the point of Falcon suit. But it just looked cheap. Like the mask part of it looked cheap. I would agree with you when he first shows up. When he first shows up, it's very CW-ish. It's very, it's like, okay, it's 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 what I would expect from a television show. Uh, but by the time he's on the, by the time he's on the bridge and he deflects the helicopter, and then he gets up and he un- and he unfolds himself. I was I was sold. The more the episode went on, the more I liked the costume. When he first shows up, when he throws the shield into the window, I'm like, oh, that's dope. And then he rolls in, yeah. and then you see him stand up for the first time, and he's like, I'm Captain America. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe you have to see it more. But like, it just it didn't feel like an MCU costume. If like, I don't well, know, there I, was something off about it that I didn't like, and it's super comic accurate. Like oh, that's part. probably well, it's, it's not even it's it's very it's comic accurate looking to a degree, but it also has so many cool little Easter eggs in it. Like, I love that it's it's also the Winter Soldier uh, version of Cap's costume um, from, you know, the regular Winter Soldier movie. So it has that same design, but those designs are also supposed to represent wings. Uh, so that's another deviation from the original design with the star and the circle. And uh, but it's it, costume. I thought by the end, I loved it. Begin at first part. Was, mm-hmm. so, but by the I, end, I thought the costume was pretty dope for it being as comic accurate as it could be, but I, 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 I see a lot of people saying they just couldn't get with it, and it, it made me think about uh, Kid Flash, how no one likes that costume, and I was like, it has to be the, the cut-off skull pat. That's, that's a, Which to, the only person that can pull it off is Gambit. <laughs> to be fair, you should never have that if you're flying around. Like that, you, your brains should un- uh, completely be covered if you're flying at full speed. If there's any part of you that should be armored, it's the top of your head. If you're, uh, but but I still think it looked cool. Um, who um, was your favorite character from this show? That's so hard because they had everyone had so many moments that I was just like Sam. Sam had a lot of great moments of seeing him grow into a more confident character, but Bucky. Bucky's redemption just made me feel so good by the end. Like even when he's when he talks to Falcon's girl or sister for the first mm-hmm. time, <laughs> when he when that little hey yeah. Sarah, <laughs> like all of that, seeing him like you haven't really seen him smile like that since what the first for since uh, first Avenger. The meme of him on the sofa looking at kids going, I'm going to be your stepdaddy soon <laughs> is the best thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Uh, but look, every because everybody was good. I mm. loved, I mean, I the whole story arc of John Walker, of U.S. He's, Agent, was outstanding. And he was incredible. See, he's he, b- hands down my favorite part really? of the show. Yep. He was hands so down. good. Because not only, now, he did the thing that everyone told me Jamie was going to do in Game of Thrones, which has become redeemable by the end. Well, not the final season, because, you know, beep that final season. But um, everyone was like, I was like, Jamie's the worst character in the world. And they're like, no, you're going to love him. And you're like, no, I never do. Where John Walker, you don't like him off the bat, but he does a good job by the end to be so redeemable. And I think John Walker is going to play a huge role moving forward. So the line that he said that really, like, I liked him the whole time. And, and U.S. Agent, I think, is a cool character. But when you see him at the end go, like, I'm back, baby. Like, he just wanted to serve so much. Like, that is his true meaning. And I think people missed that until the, his, uh, like, when he was in the courtroom saying, I'm what you made me, you know, I did everything you said. Like, you have to realize where he's coming from and, and what that character's core set of morals are. Like, he's used to being told, this is what you do. There's no deviation. There is no stopping you. If anything gets in your way, you go through it. 
Oh yeah. Um, there's, and, I have, I have military friends that served who I love them to death, but I wouldn't want them to have the super soldier serum with what they went through. Absolutely not because they're not uh, cap. Steve Rogers never got to that point. Like he went through basic training before, but then there was cap. Mm-hmm. Like he never really went through military training to that degree, especially that type of military training. Yep. Like someone like John Walker did like John Walker. I mean, remember he was like, you gave me medals for the worst day of my life. Yep. I mean, that's that we're, we're seeing what would happen if you gave someone put with post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, a, a super soldier serum like that. That's just going to intensify everything as we found out from the first. I mean, I know it's a deviation from the comics and I know if that's something that they still, if that still do in the MCU, but they said, you know, good becomes great, bad becomes evil. So, and then you hear, um, Battlestar, uh, Lamar said the same thing when he was like, you know, you just become more yourself. Yep. Um, he was great though. He really was. Like by the end when he but when when it would when he made the decision uh to to pull the truck back up of all of the what were they senators yeah. when he when he when he decided to not chase uh flag smasher anymore and try and, and try and be the hero again and even the shift in music like the, the yeah. pitch of the music became mm-hmm. uh, was played in a in a major instead of a minor like it's been the entire time for him it was really john walker was great he really so, was. and the other moment for him was when he looked at the metal in the back of the shield oh yeah that was good and focused on that like i think that in my mind is where he changed was staring at that because it was literally in front of him and he had to make a choice uh Moshko, your favorite character from the show I Agent Carter. <laughs> I want to see where this goes. I really want to see where this goes. Um I'm not going to say I'm coming up with the theory cuz there's many out there but um the whole idea of her being a double agent so we think she's actually you know on the the evil side right now. Um and I'm sure we all saw the post credits and with her being now reeled back in on the good side, you know, will she be Basically playing that double agent and I don't know. Triple agent. Yeah. All right. Can can we humor me for a quick second here? I just want to talk John Walker for a quick second because right. I, I truly believe John Walker has his role is going to be what brings us the Dark Avengers. So a long time ago, there was rumors of the next three Avengers movies being New Avengers, Young Avengers, and Dark Avengers. And New Avengers is pretty much already set up. I mean, you got the new Cap, you got uh, you know pretty pretty much everybody we've seen recently, and then you've got the Young Avengers that's being brought together. We know Eli Bradley's coming from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We got Wiccan and Speed already. We got Kate Bishop coming. What's up? We got Cassie, absolutely, for Ant-Man being the new Wasp. I mean, we've got plenty of, of, of the young Avengers. The Dark Avengers, on the other hand, you could take it in a million places. So this is the way I think this is working. I think Julie Weiss Dreyfus got him to be the Captain America. I think Abomination, since we know Abomination's coming back for uh, She-Hulk, is going to be their Hulk. I think Yelena is going to be their Black Widow. Um, and then who else? You don't else? think we're going to get Red Hulk instead? No, I no 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 no. I do think we're gonna get Red Hulk, but I think that'll be the end. I think I think you'll get Dark Avengers that gives us Red Hulk as the big tease at the end, which brings us to a a, a Thunderbolt Disney Plus show. I think you don't you you use Red Hulk as a as a as a uh, as a a twist as a you have Thunderbolt Ross the whole time being the person who's kind of overseeing things and he's really just trying to find a way to get his own version of the super soldier serum which is why he brings in US agent in the first place I mean there's so many ways that you can tie that up with ending with a Red Hulk fight scene which would be amazing yeah the Dark Avengers like versus Red Hulk they're going to be combining 
Dark Avengers with Secret Evasion, I think, uh, where they might be having a reason for these Dark Avengers to show up, is we might get a twist of one of our new Avengers is really a scroll, which will then allow the government to step in and be like, we can't trust any of you. You knew about the scrolls and you were a part of it. Here's our new government team and go from there. Because, um, I mean, if you think of the, the, I don't want to say popularity, but it is popular, of Suicide Squad, Thunderbolts is the obvious go-to to tackle the fun, to, to tackle that franchise if you're Marvel and DC. But with the, the name recognition of Avengers, scrap Thunderbolts, go Dark Avengers in the beginning, use that mm-hmm. as your way to get you a Suicide Squad-esque movie. And you that, get that, James Gunn to direct it. Oh, it'd be amazing. It would be amazing. <laughs> he does Suicide Squad, and then he does Marvel Suicide Squad. It would be amazing. I just think this show has set so much up, which I think was the actual result. Like, So all this stuff we're talking about pacing, I don't think Marvel really cares. I think their biggest goal was to get us a really cool, uh, a really cool story that's going to tackle race issues that everyone's going to be asking in the beginning, no matter what. Going right into Falcon, or excuse me, going right into Captain America 4, where you... If you watch this show, you get that that rich history behind why it was hard for Sam to take that shield. If you don't watch the show, you just open up right with Captain America's Sam Wilson, and it doesn't really hurt going from Endgame into Captain America 4. You know what I mean? Like this, it, this, this gave you nuance to something that you don't really need to see on screen that would normally just happen off screen. Right. And I guess that's just going into it now. We know that's what their plans are. And we can adjust expectations accordingly. Because uh, going into it, I was thinking more like what DC was... Like, I was thinking they were going to be shows, like... And, and you were going to get that full richness of, you know, you have to watch the show. Uh, but now seeing that they truly are, like, they don't want you to miss anything if you don't have Disney+. Plus. I just um, think they want you to care about side characters. I think this is their way to take side characters, give them nuance and, and back and, and a rich history to then make but, them forefront characters. But then what's that say for my Moon Knight show? Because you're not going to make him part of the big anything. MCU. Uh, no, I think Moon Knight lives on his own. I think Moon Knight just becomes somebody who shows up in the Blade movie, who shows up. I think I, I don't think Moon Knight is really designed to to be connected to the greater universe on a grand scale. So I do you think they, they'll flip the switch on Moon Knight and make that his dedicated story? It, I think Moon Knight is going to absolutely get season two, season three, season like Moon Knight okay. is going to mm-hmm. be a show. I don't think they had any plans on Moon Knight being movies, but I think Moon Knight will show up in like future big epic stories. Like say they do Secret Wars or some crazy all hands on deck kind of crossover. He'll show up in that. But right. I think this is I, I think it's designed to be a show. Yeah, because in the back of my head, I keep going, if this is what their shows are, quote unquote, like where they're not really making anything must see, then why watch, you know, the Moon Knight? But if they're able to flip the switch and go, well, you don't have to watch these shows to know what's going on, but this show is going to have all the meat and potatoes in it. But Okay, so take take the MCU, take all 22 movies, and then act like WandaVision is a movie, act like Falcon and the Winter Soldier is a movie. Where do they fit on your list? Where Falcon do you put and Winter... Uh, Wanda's going to be top of the middle, Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be bottom of the middle, top of the bottom. Hmm. 
So I, I I would say both of them would be up a little higher. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier is not necessarily in the middle. I think it's I think it's more like the seventy percent range up the list. WandaVision's way up there. <laughs> WandaVision's like For me, it was just the ending of WandaVision and the pacing issues, and then what I learned afterwards that the director didn't even know who Mephisto was, so none of that stuff was real. Like <laughs> Yeah, like, don't let that don't let that not make you enjoy it though. Don't let, don't let, take it for what it is. Take, take the fact that you do a, a comic book podcast that you have to research stuff. The vast majority of people don't know that. And it's not as an effect them liking it. Only you, that's what I'm saying. It's hell in your head. Cause you read an article and went, well, I can't like the show now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moshko, where would you put them in your list? Mm, kind of in the middle. Both I don't of know. Them? Yeah. So I, I think I'll be able to make a more, I guess, educated, um, once Loki comes out, once I see Loki to see where this progression is going with these shows to kind of understand from a production standpoint what they're doing, I think I'll be able to make a better, you know, kind of decision on that. But the the shows are good so far. I'm not saying they're the most incredible thing out there. They're they're nowhere near what the movies are capable of doing and have done, but we're getting there, I think. WandaVision shows us where they can go. This show, here's 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 something that, like, uh, Moshko, Moshko, no. Ma- Mauer's gonna cut us off in a couple minutes. Here, we gotta get to features answers too. This is real quick. the The shows do a really nice job in the um, the magic world, I guess you could say. So, WandaVision was really good. I think Loki's gonna do a nice thing, um, and moving forward, I think the movies do a lot better when it comes to the realistic, uh, you know, Winter Soldier or that movie. Like those things show better on film. Mm, okay that's fair anyway it's okay so it's good feature it's good tv it is uh it's kind of hard for me to imagine them as movies if i if i did and i had to like put them with everything else then i I, sorry i gotta admit they're they're probably at the at the bottom for me not saying that they're not enjoyable because they definitely are um i think they're they're still like great pieces of work um just that for what they are and they're they're unfinished stories so to speak so yeah, I, I can't that's fair it's a prologue yeah, like i can't like just put them like middle or close to the top all right all right stop <laughs> what you're doing because <laughs> i'm about to ruin right. the image and I, the style that you used to <laughs> i got one last thing to say because i just made a revelation while while Moshko was talking uh we know that zeus is going to be in uh love and thunder right what other god do we get from Zeus's world that was a dark avenger? Ares. Uh-huh. So Ares gets introduced as a throwaway character in Love and Thunder, who then becomes the Thor of the Dark Avengers with our John Walker Captain America. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's where we're going. Drop they're building Minty? to it, and they've been and they've been doing it slightly. They've been going, look, young Avengers, young Avengers. But this whole time, they've also been just slowly building the Dark yeah. Avengers. We'll talk about that later. That's another thing. Menti, do that goddamn thing. No, we're done. I'm going to say <laughs> we're one done. more thing. I'm no, saying one not. more thing. Yes, I am. The reason that he went to the raft is because they're setting up breakout. Right, that's my hope at least for new Avengers, because we know we got new Avengers as well. So if they start putting people in the in the raft, we can have a breakout scene, which is what leads us into the new Avengers story. Just like Boom. Marvel Future right. Fight. You, yeah. 
Four. If you like Strike Force. New Avengers. No. Strike Force. If you like? No, not no. If you if you if you like the show, yeah, New Avengers. I'm I, never mind. I'm with I'm with Mauer. <laughs> if you if you like the show, uh, you know, comment, like, rate, subscribe. All goes a long way. Find us at welcometofireside.com. We appreciate all your support. Once again, I'm Menti. I am Moshko, and I apologize for us ending this episode early, but it is time. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> And that's features 97325 on PlayStation Network. <laughs> I'm Mr. Mauer. Make sure you go to welcometofireside.com and YouTube. Search Welcome to Fireside. Subscribe so we can change the name there.